Hello and welcome to the Center for Victory podcast of your best day yet. Here at Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. My name is Zach Del Turco. I'm an executive consultant here at the Center for Victory. And today we have a senior partner in the house, Corey. It's good to see you. It's good, good to, to be with you. And the whole month of February, we're talking about getting your heart right. And I want to, and Corey, you want to talk a little bit about self-awareness and Never before has there been self-development, books, vlogs, podcasts around this topic of, of self-awareness, but also vulnerability. So let's talk a little bit about that today. How do we become more self-aware as leaders? You know, Zach, we spend a great deal of time in our business teaching people how to become more self-aware. And what that we understand what that leads to by its by its you know the, the path that that takes us down is the path of vulnerability and we say the word vulnerability sometimes people have positive and negative thoughts about it but it's really the next level of connecting with others but before we connect with others it's we really have to understand what motivates and what drives us so mm -hmm. Uh, that's why we're so busy with self-awareness, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've heard you talk a little bit about this, this concept of action versus reaction. And can you discuss this concept in a little bit more detail? Yeah, I mean, you know, the concept of action versus reaction, most people have heard of that uh, phrase differently. They've heard of Pavlov and stimulus response. But when you think about uh, how we're reacting to a stimulus are you someone that is constantly in reactive mode or are you someone that can realize that part of being vulnerable is also understanding areas where you need to be proactive, right? And by that being proactive, we can actually, uh, it, it helps us master our responses. Hmm. Um, Sometimes we get triggered by those people that are around us. Sometimes we get triggered by situations. And many of us have been on the receiving end of somebody who sent a text message, right, that maybe they shouldn't have sent or maybe an email that they shouldn't have sent. And usually that's because we've reacted mm -hmm. uh, in a way that probably or maybe wasn't in our best interest. So the flip side is, is can we gain control of our behavior, can we master um, our stressors by recognizing that uh, being proactive and, and proactive responses are, are a way that we can work on being more vulnerable with yeah. those around us. And I think it's interesting that idea or that comparison of being reactive versus responsive. Absolutely. And I think the younger that I was in leadership and one of my first leadership positions, I was more of a react reactive leader where someone would say something and I would react. And what I found myself is every time that I would react, um, and I'm Italian. <laughs> so, but every time I would react, I would find myself getting in trouble. Absolutely. And then an hour later, I'd be like, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? Sure. And almost taking that approach of, okay, I might be frustrated right now. I can't believe that person sent me that email. I can't believe that person said that about me or whatever. 
instead of reacting, responding, and just saying, you know what, I'm going to take, take a step back, and I'm going to allow myself not to react, but to respond, and to take action, right, when I'm kind of simmered down. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, part of, you know, in February, we're talking about this concept of getting our heart right, right? When we assume a more proactive posture, mm-hmm. right, we, that increases our level of accountability, right? It helps us to, to, to choose what it is that we're going to respond to. Mm-hmm. When we react, in essence, we're giving someone else control over a situation. We're giving someone else the authority to um, uh, impact our, 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 our lives. In some cases, giving them the ability to give us an outcome, mm-hmm. okay? Or make us accept something that, you know, if we would have paused or, um, uh, you know, taken a step back, we would have had control over. So the takeaway here is then action versus reaction is we have the power to choose. Mm-hmm. We have the power to choose the people we associate with. We call that our inner circle that we spend a lot of time here at Center for Victory. We talk about uh, soaring with eagles, mm-hmm. right? Um, so part of that pro being proactive is taking a look at our inner circle, um, surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. Uh, but really, when we're in the workplace and when, when we're out in public and society, um, we have to understand that there's negativity everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's people that aren't going to see the world as we see it. They're not going to make the decisions we might make, and that's okay. And as soon as we start recognizing that, stress levels start to come down, mm-hmm. better decisions are, are, are made, and we start to achieve a level of uh, fulfillment and satisfaction that maybe we never would have received or achieved otherwise. Yeah, and it's interesting that you brought up that a diversity of thought because I was talking to a leader in the Pittsburgh area this morning and we were just talking about differences of opinions, right? And how so many times that we almost take what we think is true and say, this is the only way to do it. (laughs) But the truth is there's a hundred ways to get to 10, right? Absolutely. Nine plus one is 10. Eight plus two is 10. Eight plus, I not realize you're that smart. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so talk a little bit about this concept of celebrating diversity of thought. Yeah, uh, most of the time when we hear the word diversity, uh, and rightfully so, we think of nationality, skin color, um, where people are from, what part of the country, so on and so forth. Uh, the concept of diversity of thought and how it applies to vulnerability is it's okay if you and I take a different pathway to get to the same result, mm-hmm. right? Part of vulnerability, especially when you're in an organizational structure, is celebrating our diversity. Mm-hmm. And many, many times we get called into circumstances where uh, people are doing just the opposite of that, right? They're, they have their own little kingdoms. They don't want to let people in. They don't want to celebrate other people's successes. Um, but really, when we talk about celebrating diversity of thought, it's first recognizing that we want to gravitate towards diversity as, as opposed to um, going away from it, right? In other words, we want to get the best ideas on the table, recognizing that we may not always have the best ideas. So the takeaway is, is what can we do to 
um, get more diversity of thought, recognizing that from a vulnerability standpoint, we might not be the expert, right? I know for certain that uh, I'm not good at minutiae. I'm not good at doing very repetitive tasks. But I also have people that are in my life who really enjoy that, right? But I have to recognize that part of my vulnerability is saying, listen, I'm not good at this. Could you please help me? Mm -hmm. And sometimes saying those words, <laughs> could you please help me, is very tough for people to do. Yeah. Right. It's tough. It's been tough for me to do in the past, but uh, it's something I think it's a minute kind of thing that we all can do. And funny thing is, when you start asking people for help, when you start showing people vulnerability, you get it in return. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if you you yeah. probably have experienced that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's. It takes a secure leader to be vulnerable. Sure. Um, because especially the younger generation now, and I might be biased <laughs> yeah. by saying this, you know, what will you call me? Uh, the token millennial. The token millennial. I'm the token old guy. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I want everybody to know that. Yeah, I'm the token old guy. But, like, I feel like my generation can smell that a mile away when somebody is not truly vulnerable or truly being open and honest. And we want to work for somebody that is vulnerable that says, you know what, learn from my mistakes. Here's, here's the 10 mistakes. Like I always learn more from people's failures and mistakes than I do from their successes. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, that, that's the way it should be. Like yeah. this idea of, well, you got to make your own mistakes. No, that's stupid. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> learn from the mistakes yeah. of the people who are in front of you. Right. Yeah. But that takes vulnerability. But I think that's where a, the most growth happens when you just get open and honest with yourself and with your team. Yeah, let me share a quick story with you. You know, I'm a part-time professor at the, at the University of Pittsburgh in Johnstown, and I was very open with my class one, one day, and, and I said, you know, part of this, you know, I enjoy teaching and I enjoy being in the classroom, but I'm not an expert, right? I'm, there's 75 people up there and listening to me. And I said, I'm not an expert. And you can kind of see the look on their face. And I said, is there anything that I could do to be more effective as your instructor? And again, people, they were just looking at me like I was crazy. And finally, uh, there was one young lady pulled me aside after class and she said, no, nobody's ever said that to me. She goes, but I have an answer for you. And I'm like, okay, well, good. You know, because nobody else wanted to answer in front of the, the group. But she's like, you know, you, you teach this class how I think a college class should have been taught because you come in, you're prepared, we go through the lessons, but it'd be much more helpful if you would put something on a PowerPoint slide. And so, lo and behold, I started using PowerPoint slides. Mm -hmm. you know, not a fan of PowerPoint, but it wasn't about me. It was about how I could be more effective to the people that I was working with. And so I made it a point every class to talk to... Uh, the students that I have privileged to serve and get their feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, vulnerability for me, but it created a better experience, a more effective experience for them. And it's interesting because when you talk about being vulnerable, what you're doing is you're actually empowering the people that are around your circle. Absolutely. Which creates yeah. synergy, which creates excitement, which creates an atmosphere where you can fail, right? Or you right. can be vulnerable and still move forward and accomplish more together. 
you'll, you'll find that if you'll extend vulnerability to those around you, it does a lot for creating a framework of trust. You know, we're going to talk about that in additional or, or uh, future uh, podcasts, but the trust is a bedrock, whether you're teaching in a class or whether you're in an uh, office or whether you're on a team, um, people have to know that it's okay to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. You have to know that it's okay to give you feedback. Feedback's the most underused form of communication. Think about how many times, you know, we work with executives or business leaders that say, geez, I wish somebody would have shared this with me 10 years ago. I had a guy recently say, well, I wish you would have, wish you were around 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So these tasks are fundamental and or the things that we're talking about are fundamental. But if you will buy in and if you will demonstrate these for people of all ages, not just millennials or whatever generation you might be having a, uh, an issue with, mm -hmm. you're going to get it in, in, in return. Yeah. So as we finish up, what, what's, some, what's an action uh, statement? What's some, what, what can someone take from this podcast today? Well, I, mean, I think getting your heart right, uh, and, and, you know, kind of our theme for February, right? You know, getting your heart right is understanding that vulnerability uh, is the precursor to both followership and leadership. Mm, right? Vulnerability is saying, listen, I'm, I know that I'm great at these things and maybe I'm not so good at these other things, but what if there's people on my team who are just waiting for the opportunity to help you be more effective? That's really right. Great. And are you willing to ask them for that help? Are you willing to lower your, your guard just for a second and allow them the opportunity to help you and your team be more effective. That's awesome. And I want to finish off with this quote like we do every single podcast. And it's by Breen Brown. She said this, Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. That's pretty much sums up what we talked about today in our podcast. So thank you so much for being on. You're a good man. Yeah, buddy. thank you. And for everybody who has watching, thank you guys so much for watching and staying tuned. Please leave a comment in the comment section below. What does it mean to be vulnerable, vulnerable for you? What's one thing that you took from this podcast? We would love to hear your uh, feedback. Also hit that bell icon in the right-hand section above so when we post new content that you're the first one to know. And you can also get more information about our company at centerforvictory.com. We always leave it with this quote. I know you're not familiar with this quote, but it's this right here. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See ya.